Hey everybody, and welcome to Uncommon Grounds, a production of the Quinnipiac University Podcast Studio. This podcast is centered around discussions with students from the School of Communications, and we take you inside some of their experiences, opportunities, and aspirations. On today's episode, host Chris Roush interviews Victoria Lorenz, a graphic and interactive design major in the Honors Program. Victoria discusses her interest in graphic design, which has led to a number of different design opportunities, and she also describes her role working with the Quinnipiac University Polling Institute. My name is Mike Bachman, and I'm the producer of the show. I'm also a graduate student in Quinnipiac School of Communications. Our executive producer and director of community programming is David DeRoche. On Common Grounds is hosted by Chris Roush, dean of the School of Communications. Hope you enjoy, and thanks for listening. Welcome to Uncommon Grounds. This is a podcast about students at the Quinnipiac University School of Communications. My name is Dean Chris Roush, and joining us today is Victoria Lorenz. Victoria is a three plus one student in the Graphic Interactive Design Program. Victoria, thank you for joining us today. Thanks for having me. So Victoria, I wanted to talk to you about Ability Media. You have been uh, kind of the key cog in getting uh, getting Ability Media off the ground with building the website. Tell me a little bit about Ability Media and what you've done with the website. So Ability Media, um, as you very well know, is a program that's looking to make people with different abilities more prevalent in media because right now you don't see a whole lot of that. A lot of the current media is very much able-bodied people you don't see a lot of diversity in that regard. Uh, So it's been really exciting to work with that. And the website is pretty much the home for all of our content. It has articles, um, soon to be podcasts, uh, some videos. Eventually, if we can ever meet in person, hopefully we'll get some photos. There's a spot waiting for a photo gallery on there. Uh, It's very exciting to have all of it come together, especially in one place like that. And Tell me about just building a website. What is that like for you? Do you is that something you enjoy? Yeah, I mean, uh, it's definitely a pretty big part of the graphic and interactive design program here at Quinnipiac. I believe there's three required web design courses, so it's something I'm gaining immense, increasing familiar familiarity with. And yeah, it is a very fun time. A lot of design is based on this here's the problem, let me find the solution. And a lot of that is what web design is. It's finding a way to convey all of this information that works for everyone, especially with ability media, where you have to keep things in mind, like screen reading programs and things like that. And how long did it take you to get the website up and running? It definitely took a little bit to get used to the program. Um, Different domains have different interfaces, um, which takes some getting used to. Everyone has their like niche buttons and features and whatnot. Um, It probably took a good few hours to get the layout. I ended up changing the layout um, after I had first kind of established it. And now I spend maybe an hour-ish every day just going in, making sure everything is working the way it should, adding more content all that kind of good stuff. And uh, I'm interested in kind of your design philosophy or or strategy. When you're looking at a website, what are the things that you want to see in a website to make it visually appealing? 
The first thing I look for is a recognizable logo. I want to know whose website I'm on. And then after that, I want to see like what's new, like what's the exciting thing that you're giving me to be engaged in. And I feel like that's that's how I aimed to set up the Ability Media website. Part of it is pre-designed, so there are some things that I can't change. But when you first enter the page, you have the logo at the top, kind of a little who are we box. And then right below that, every time I get a new video, um, typically from Mr. Dave Stevens, I upload that so you can see what's new, what's going on with us, what kind of fun things can you get involved with. And is that what you're doing? You said about one hour each day is just looking yeah. at things like that. Mm -hmm. How did you get into web design? Honestly, mostly just through my coursework. Uh, the first time I had to make a website was the first semester of my freshman year. Um, Professor Hastings had us make blogs for our course to kind of track our knowledge and our growth throughout the course. So that was my introduction. And since then I've been taking courses, which have really helped. So web design was not something you had done before you came to Quinnipiac? No. Okay. So tell me a little bit about how you got uh, or why you decided to be a graphic interactive design major. What, uh, what was the attraction there? Well, I've always really enjoyed art. Um, I came to the university completely undeclared, not even within the School of Communications. And I wanted to explore graphic design. I had taken a course in my high school that I really liked, um, which did a lot of like hands-on activities with printing, like with vinyl and screen printing. And I was hoping to get some of that here. Uh, the graphic design program is a bit different from that, but it's still really engaging. Um, and it's been really fun. I didn't know if I was gonna keep it as my major, but after a few courses, I kind of knew that was what I was meant to be doing here. All right, here's a question I ask all graphic and interactive design majors. Favorite typeface? Oh, that. <laughs> That's so hard because it changes so frequently. It's like asking somebody what their favorite song is. <laughs> um, recently, I've really been a fan of like Georgia um, and other serif fonts with high contrast. Uh, they're just really appealing. They're only good for like big headlines and things like that. Like you're not going to read a book in Georgia, but I love the way that it appears. I like that big kind of clear appearance. So would you say that you're more of a serif person compared to a sans serif person? It all really depends on the context. Okay. Like Ability Media, I think all of it is sans serif and it looks really good because it gives you that modern feel. But I kind of like the classic and like almost like fancy kind of style. Okay. I'm a, I'm a gear mount guy myself. It's a good one. I, I really pretty much only use gear mount in Times New Roman, <laughs> which I know is kind of boring. <laughs> I like Times New Roman. I usually uh, associate it with essays, which is a little bit of a kind of bad flashback. But <laughs> <laughs> Victoria, how did you get to Quinnipiac? What, uh, what was the process like for you? Um, I was not honestly super interested in the whole college process. 
Um, my mom and I reached out to a like college counselor outside of my high school and she helped us pick some schools that she thought I might like with really broad programs. Honestly, and this sounds very unacademic, one of the main <laughs> reasons I came to Quinnipiac is because it reminds me of the Wilderness Lodge in Disney like the bridge over the commons, the whole thing. It looks very pic picturesque. Um, I'm also a big outdoors person. So having Sleeping Giant right there, I was like, well, of all my options, I might as well uh, go with one that will make me feel good just being on campus. <laughs> so you visited campus before you made your decision? Yeah, I actually, <laughs> the day I came, it took, it usually takes three hours to get here. It took like four or five because it was pouring rain and I didn't see a lot of the campus actually, but I saw pictures and all that kind of stuff. And you're in the three plus one program and the honors program. Uh, what's that like? I mean, it sounds like you have a pretty busy schedule. Yeah, it's, it's really fun. I ended up actually coming into the three plus one program late um, because I was completely undeclared, like not even within the School of Communications, as I had mentioned earlier, uh, it wasn't an offer initially extended to me. But after expressing to some faculty I, that I felt like I wasn't really challenged enough, I was offered a position, which was really exciting. And now I'm really pleased with the academics. And the honors program has been really good, too. It's allowed me to meet some of my absolute closest friends in the entire world. Um, and it's given a lot of really engaging experiences. Like it's not just academic, you learn a lot of really neat life things and like just meeting people that you otherwise wouldn't. And there are lots of fun experiences. I mean, not so much right now because of COVID, but still some neat stuff. Are there specific honors classes that you take? I'm, I'm not that familiar with the curriculum. Yeah, so there's actually, you have to take at least four, I think, um, to graduate in the honors program. So certain courses, they're all, um, the UC courses are denoted with um, an honors like level. So basically, I think the requirement for them to be honors is they add a certain percent more work. Um, right now, I'm actually taking honors understanding music, which has been really, really interesting so far. I love music. So being in that course for me has been amazing because it's a subject that I'm already really personally engaged in. So being able to take that academic engagement and that even further has been really fun. Uh, but they offer a whole lot of different ones, which has really been fantastic. Victoria, I, I remember us having a conversation almost a year ago now where you mentioned that you were also doing work for the Quinnipiac Poll is, am I remembering that correct? Yeah. So tell me about that, because I'm always intrigued by the poll. <laughs> so I was a pollster, um, and I will be a pollster again soon because they're doing some remote polling, which is very exciting. But so I worked at the poll usually two shifts a week. Each shift is about three hours. You go to, there's two locations that you used to go to but their new system is all online from wherever you are, which is exciting. I'm really excited to get back into that. But it was really neat to like call and ask all the political questions. Did you ever get somebody to hang up on you? Oh, all the time, yeah. Yeah, people just don't wanna answer the questions or they don't have the time or? A little bit of both. Um, usually if people are like 
saying that they don't want to talk to you, you can ask to schedule a time to call them back. Um, and you can input that into their system. And at some point, another pollster, like their number will come up and they'll be called again. Um, but yeah, some people just hang up. Some people get a little bit angry, but not a whole lot of that, surprisingly. And just because I, I don't know how the process works, you talked about calling back. Does Is there a system that just automatically calls people for you or do you have to put the phone number in yourself? So the way it works is um, you log into this server and you have your own personal login um, and all that kind of stuff. And it'll generate a phone number for you and then you dial it. And then from there, you like, input different things based on whether someone answers or like someone doesn't answer or go straight to voicemail or if sometimes they're not even real numbers they're all randomly generated um so it's not like they're dialing everybody out of the phone book interesting so sometimes you get a number and it's not a number for anybody at all oh yeah all the time you'll get the message it's something along the lines of the number you dialed is incorrect. If you think this message is wrong, hang up and try again or something like that, which usually means the number isn't connected to anything. Gotcha. Gotcha. Victoria, when I think of design classes, I think of a very hands-on class where you're, you're designing something and then you're getting feedback. Has that changed at all because of the pandemic? Definitely. Yeah. Last semester I had typography, which of the courses at Quinnipiac is probably one of the most hands-on design courses. Um, and it might not sound like it would be, but a lot of what you do is you'll design things and then print them and you'll look at them, you'll write on them. Someone else will look on it and they'll write on it and like go around and around like that. But being online, you can't, hand someone something you've done and say, hi, like, can you look at this and critique it? So that definitely presented some difficulties. And especially with typography, a lot of it, seeing it on the screen and seeing it on a piece of paper are like two totally different worlds. It's like the book and the movie. So that definitely presented some problems, but I had Professor Grace for typography and she was really good at adapting ways to make the course still function. Um, for a lot of things, like big projects at the very end, we would print it and leave it in her mailbox for her to get so she can see it printed. And she encouraged us to print our own things to look at just by ourselves or even have our roommates look at them. So it was different, but it still worked out pretty well. Are other students in class given feedback as well? Yeah, we would have critique sessions where um, you would have your work ready and you would share your screen and that worked pretty well over Zoom. Um, it just wasn't always quite as engaging because with Zoom, when you have more than two people, you tend to run into this issue with everyone talking over each other. Um, so that was definitely tough. And uh, screen sharing always has some kind of problem. <laughs> but again, given the circumstances, it was definitely the best we could do. Like I couldn't think I couldn't think of a way to have done it better. All right, last question for you because we're almost out of time. Where is Victoria Lorenz going to be five years or 10 years from now? What's the what's the dream job? Five years from now I'll be 25. Isn't that crazy? I'm hoping to have I mean given the state of the world, I've kind of taken this viewpoint of accepting pretty much 
anything that comes my way, because I know a lot of people right now who are recent college grads who are struggling to find jobs and like people that have found jobs, but they're not even remotely close to their field and all kinds of things like that. So I'm hoping to kind of start wherever I can and then just see where that takes me. I don't have a specific kind of design that I really want to do right now because um, there's millions and millions of things you can do within the design industry. So I'm hoping really just to get some internships, some intro level jobs and see where it will take me. I'm very open. I'd like to do something where I can travel, maybe live in a new place, um, but nothing really specific. All right, we are out of time for this episode. I want to thank Victoria Lorenz for joining us on this week's episode of Uncommon Grounds. And if you're not aware, we have a YouTube show called Connect with Chris, where I interview alumni from the School of Communications. Victoria, thank you for joining us today. Thanks for having me. That was Chris Rausch interviewing Victoria Lorenz. On Common Grounds is hosted by Chris Rausch, Dean of the School of Communications at Quinnipiac University. The show is produced by myself, Mike Bachman. A big thank you to Heather Popovics for running social media. Our executive producer and director of community programming is David DeRoche. To learn more about all of our podcasts, visit qu.edu slash podcast. You can listen to our podcasts on the platform or app of your choice. And be sure to check us out on Twitter and Instagram at qupodcasts. If you have a story to share or something you want us to talk about, find us on social media or shoot us an email. That address is qupodcasts at qu.edu. On the next episode of Uncommon Grounds, Chris interviews Andrew White, general manager of Quinnipiac student-run radio station WQAQ. Be sure to stay connected, stay informed, and we'll catch you next week. Mm-hmm.